0: Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More.
1: Welcome back to Alive for More. My name is Father Nick Ventur. and I'm joined in the studio by Kayla Walton, Tricia Casson, and Joel Yarmish. And before we begin our show, let us begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. God, ever ancient and ever new, give us the grace to always pursue your love, to be always aware of, the, of your presence in our lives, so that we may live in accordance with your will. And we ask this all, through Christ our Lord, Amen. Amen. Pray these things in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
2: Today we're going to be talking about the elderly. Uh, recently, my grandmother um, had to be moved into a kind of like a nursing home rehab facility after a major surgery she had, and so I've been able to spend a lot of time at this nursing home, and I have been so um, edified by the witness of all of these people who surround my grandmother, um, she's at a Catholic retirement home, and so there are retired priests and retired religious, and um, I think a lot of the people there are just retired, not retired Catholics, but... <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> no, even a lot of people want to say the retired Catholics, but no, I, we understand what you're saying, Trisha. Yeah.
3: It sounds like you maybe want to move in there. Are there I any do- openings? Oh, no, I would
2: love it. <laughs> Um. So yeah, just been caught up in conversations and these priests have been blessed. Like, you know, when you pass them in the hall, they stop and give you a blessing. And um, I don't, it's just been filling my heart. And you know, when you find something that's like so beautiful, you want to share it with the world. And so I, I kind of suggested a show on the elderly because I want
0: to like share their goodness with everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, Trisha, I think that you brought up a really good point and that the elderly truly are able to um, embrace the simple joy in every moment. You know, and um, I think that a lot of times before people retire, they can um, be caught up in everything that's going on in the world. So whether it's work or just busyness, and I think that, you know, the elderly really just stop and have reached a point in their lives where they know what's important and they can stop and embrace that. And I think that that's refreshing to all of us because that's what we long for. You know, we long for, that, um, just that simplicity of life and that focus on what's important.
3: Yeah. And it's, it's, I guess, um, I don't know. It, it's, it's great to know that, um, the, I, I associate wisdom with the elderly. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you see someone who has lived so many years and has so much experience and yet is still so on fire with their faith, it's, it's, they've seen so much and they, and they, they've made what they found to be truth, to be central in their lives and so you 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 see people who have so many different experiences and they're clinging to to the one truth and i I think that's um I guess that that gives me great hope and that gives me uh great inspiration uh that I'm on the right path
0: you know Angel, you mentioned something too with the wisdom piece. I think that something else that's beautiful about elderly people is that they're so humble you know Mm. i've never met an elderly person who says well i have all of the answers and let me give them to you but they just (laughs) well maybe they're maybe they're out there i was
1: gonna say (laughs) uh, say. (laughs) i'm pretty sure
0: usually there's just such a a humbleness though like a Mm -hmm. gentleness of you know let's uh, let's just sit and talk
1: no and i've always had a a special love um, for those who, um, ha- have gone on before me, I mean, especially, you know, I had the joy of having, um, all four of my great grandparents alive for some significant mm-hmm. part of my life and, you know, being able to, uh, talk with them about, I mean, one of them actually got to live an entire century, which wow. was, you wow. know, it's pretty amazing. If you it's ask incredible. me, Oh yeah, um, definitely. just learning so the, that the means wisdom they
2: lived until they were 100.
1: No, they, well, Yeah.
2: Is that what you mean when you say no, that a, century, the entire is a thousand, century?
1: A thousand. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they, they, they live my, my great grandmother lived to be hundred and three.
2: Okay. Yeah. So that's what you meant by a yeah. century
1: though. Yeah, by a century. I mean okay. but I
2: didn't know if you meant like nineteen hundred to two thousand or if you meant well, oh, like, also I see what you're okay. Yeah,
1: it's also a century. I mean, 1912 <laughs> to 2012. I mean, it, it is it is kind of all Trish, part you of that. Crack me up. <laughs> but it is um, a beautiful thing. One of the joys I have after saying daily mass in my parish, there is a woman there who always says, "Have a good day," and like she makes a point to you know grab my hand and say, "Have a good day," oh. and it's just like. Now I to can't honest, have a bad yeah, day. I
2: really can't wait until I'm in a church lady. <laughs> you know? What
1: the, do you mean by that?
2: Like well, I guess I don't mean it in a mean way. I mean it like really when we go to daily mass, a lot of times it's like retired men and women who are able mm-hmm. to go to daily mass.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
2: um and they pray and they have they like pray after and pray the rosary
0: and I don't know, they're it's I almost just, like a monastic life.
1: Well actually There in scripture there there was the order of I mean, and now it's most pertaining to women, the order of widows where yeah, yeah. they would be devoted to prayer. I mean, in fact, Paul has an entire section mm-hmm. of one of his letters instructing these orders, like this is what you should be doing, attending to the needs of the poor, praying. You um it's yeah. one of the most beautiful things. Yeah. I I Countless saints have talked I, about that. And
2: I'm glad we... Because that's what it is. Like, we can't just have this rhetoric about how wonderful the elderly are and how they warm our hearts and... Uh, you know, because what... But it stops there, right? Like, I, mm. I think... I guess I just want to encourage millennials and encourage to, like, encounter the elderly, right? Like, call your grandparents and, like, talk to them and, like, ask them real questions. Like, how did you and Grandpa meet? Like, what's your secret to marriage? You know, what was your favorite thing about raising your family? What was the hardest thing? And really, like, encounter them and get to know them because it is, like... I think it's one of the most important things we can do not only for them. You know, they teach us in nursing school when you have a patient who's towards the end of life to do something called like a life recall. And you do, you ask those questions, you um allow- you give them the opportunity to like recall their life and mm-hmm. it's something that can be um consoling for the person who's towards the last stage of their life. But I think not only is it consoling for them, it is so it's so good for us mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we are kind of like in this life with, uh, you know, I don't know, like a trajectory that is unknown and, and just to hear like stories of success and, and how they learn and how they, what mistakes they made, I think is really invaluable or valuable. It's, what it, word would I
0: use?
3: It's, uh, it's, synonyms. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I, um,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think,
0: you know, Trisha, you brought up a really good point too, just about the importance of visiting with the elderly. And, you know, um, this past year I lost two of my grandparents and um, one one of them was in a nursing home. And while we were there, just um, the day that he passed, my family was just in there and we were, um, he wasn't conscious, but we were just, you know, praying with him and talking to each other. And there was, um, he was in in an Alzheimer's unit and there was a woman who kept coming into his room. And so we ended up becoming really good friends with her. Um, and she was the resident who lived right next to him. And so we just talked to her and my dad looked at me and, um, you know, this was one of the most amazing nursing homes I've ever been in. So this is, you know, not a reflection of the staff, but he just said, she is so hungry for conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, a a lot of times I can slip into the mindset of, well, you know, I only have one grandfather left and, um, you know, I can visit with him and and that's it. And when in in actuality, we have hundreds of nursing homes where Mm -hmm. there are so many elderly people there who um, are just hungry for conversation. I don't want to say starving for attention, but just hungry for conversation, hungry for um, those inner interactions with people and encounters with people and we can learn so much from them. Right. You know, just, mm-hmm. oh. And I mean, and this amazing. is
1: by no means a commentary on, on, you know, nursing facilities or stuff like that. But, you know, a hundred years ago, we didn't have mm-hmm. facilities like that. I mean, our grandparents would live with their with their children, you know. Well,
2: and people are just living a lot longer.
1: Yeah, living a lot longer than, than they did a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, they didn't need a nursing staff to care for somebody at, at towards the end of, uh, end of life. They could be taken care of at home, and I always, I, I, I've always thought the value of having that presence in the home, especially for young children. I remember reading an article that they actually won, I forget where, it's somewhere in the United States. They started a preschool in a nursing home.
2: Yes, uh, no, yeah. it's, okay. Okay, well, you got really excited. Wait, you're listening to Alive for oh. more, and I feel like we're all going to be so much more alive when we hear Kayla's explanation no, of this. Yeah, yeah you can <laughs> listen to us on Tuesdays at Thursdays, Thursdays at, at, noon. at noon or Sundays at Saturdays at three,
1: the Sundays at oh. three.
2: Okay, so we're gonna Nick, rewind would you like to for a give
3: second. That a shot, please.
1: I, I will do that. we are listening to a live for more. I'm Father Nick Ventura. That was just Trisha Cass, and she did a really good job. You know, resetting it reminding us we needed to reset. Uh, remember, you can listen to us the Thursdays at noon, Sundays at three, or online on demand at SaintGabrielRadio.com. And right now, we're about to hear a story from Kayla. That you know, the, we're joining all of you here, Joel, Trisha, and myself, and we're going to listen to a story from Kayla about a nurse at preschool in a nursing home, and okay. she got really. Excited,
0: yes, right? Yeah. Because so when I lived in California, um, I was the candidate with the Carmelite Sisters of the Most Sacred Heart, and they have um, three main apostolates. So one is education, one is retreat, and then the other is um, nursing, specifically care for the elderly. And so um, they have this campus in Duarte, California, where our candidacy house was, and um, in this in this large area, we had the convent, we had the um, nursing facility for it was called. CASA, which was the nursing facility for the older sisters.
3: It means house in Spanish. Yes.
0: Good job. Thank you. <laughs> um, we had an assisted living center. We had a skilled nursing center, but we also had a preschool. And so the preschool, um, the preschoolers would have grandparents, and they would go and visit very, very frequently with all of the residents because they were all in the same grounds. And um, they purposely and very intentionally, when they were building this new independent living center, built it so that it overlooked the preschool. So the older people could see the preschoolers play and their windows were literally facing the playground area. And, um, you know, it was absolutely incredible to see all of the encounters with the younger children and the people in these skilled nursing facilities because they were just simply a walk across the parking lot. So they would go over and it wasn't just crafts. They would Mm -hmm. read books with each other. And, you know, the children learned so much compassion from that. But also the elderly people were given so much life. You know, Mm -hmm. I've never seen that many smiles in a room than when those children would do that. It was absolutely incredible. I mean, it it is,
1: I mean... It is visibly different when you see, like, say, someone in their 90s encounter somebody who is, like, four years old. Like, it
3: is... Yeah. So, there's
1: a special joy there. I, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Yeah, so
3: when we were talking about this show, we discussed potentially defining elderly. While we haven't done that yet on this show, I'm, there, I am...
0: We're not associating a number. Right. <laughs> I, I, I still stand by anything over 50.
1: Uh, um, well, oh. Someone's mic is getting turned off.
3: It's <laughs> so,
0: so, not looking too happy right now.
3: <laughs> all, all this to say is, I do not think that I yet fit in the elderly category. I will say, though, that um, I do have a 15-month-old daughter. And my experience with my daughter is, I watch her and I see... I mean you know 28 years ago this was me yeah and these this is like to have all of the these opportunities in front of me i just i want to help my daughter so much i want to say this is this is what i did these are the mistakes that i made i'm not going to tell you what to do i just want to give you my experience and like so that's what i say all the time like i wouldn't put that in your mouth if i were you you know (laughs) you're not going to enjoy that it's too hot to eat right now
0: i statements (laughs) yeah right
3: so uh so, but all this to say is I, I can just imagine um, when I do cross the threshold into being elderly, how much I want, would want to give my uh, advice and my experience to other people, not to not to tell them what to do, but just to inform them and help them to avoid the same uh, mistakes that I had made. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I just think that um, I've been meaning or I've been um, since my experience as a father, I've made more of an effort to be open. The feedback from other people um, we I, I do have a tendency to be stubborn and say I can figure it out myself I can do it my own way but uh, the older I get the more I understand uh, how needed feedback is and how you can have too many people's uh, feedback to you and then you can make your educated decision that way
2: I you know I think you're I think the elderly in some ways can be like a bridge uh, for relationships I know that um, I'm reading I'm in a women's group and we're reading a book about um, forgiveness and it just talks about forgiving everybody and in particular like how to forgive your parents If and um it talks a lot about uh like understanding your parents and and how where they came mm-hmm. from and what kind of environment they lived in and what their childhood was like and and how do we do that as we talk to the elderly and like talk to people who i don't know were alive during the time of uh, does that make sense yeah, alive like, during, I think we, yeah. Sure. It, we can understand just like the human race and in, in our families in particular, like the heritage of our families more. And then we understand more like where we came from and, and why this, why our family does this or why our family
0: struggles with that or just, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, there's it also it brings in an element of compassion that may not have been there before. Exactly. Right. And I think that, you know, a lot of times we can see very black and white. OK, like my parents are telling me to do this or not to do this. But if you see the motivation behind it, it suddenly you see that a lot of what they're doing is out of love, you know, mm-hmm. or. Um, something that is just like an inherent um, like tendency in them, you know,
1: mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, honoring our our elders, those who are older than us actually has basis in Scripture as well. It's, you know, mm-hmm. um, I hear a lot of confirmation masses uh, and the bishop, it, it, not to spoil anything, but. Generally has some of the same <laughs> homilies um and one of the questions he always asks is which of the commitments has a blessing associated with it yep. um, and it's honor. honor your father and mother that you may have a long life mm. um and you know it is that honoring those who have come here before us i mean if, at the very least honoring those who gave us life i mean mm. with who without and, whose relationship we wouldn't be here.
3: It, I, i've never i don't i don't know why it's never registered Is that, it seems like that's kind of a warning as yeah. well like honor your father and mother because you're going to be a father and mother someday as yeah well. it's a cyclical <laughs> process yeah. yeah yeah and and that's ah, interesting I've ne- i don't know i, I don't know. i've never heard it in that light before i must not yeah. have been paying attention know, to my confirmation god mass.
2: willing we'll all be elderly one day i mean i yeah. hope i hope i'm so old one day yeah, yeah. But, yeah. um <laughs> i know you never know you never know 12, uh, 12 do you guys want to so. do a pop quiz
1: Okay, pop quiz.
2: Okay, pop quiz. Who is the elderly person in the Bible who made one of the most beautiful prophecies that we still celebrate today? What did you say? Simeon. Who do you say? I say Anna. Anna, yeah, Yeah, That's right.
1: yeah I say Anna. <laughs> I mean, and... Simeon did. Ma- yeah. I mean, they, they're like both the, the same.
2: Anna's one of my favorite people in the Bible, though. Father yeah. Nick, do you want to mm-hmm. describe? So who Anna,
1: Anna is? was a widow. Um, well, who... we
0: each get a point for that one. Okay. Yeah. high five. Oh, I, I think th- in I the, make temple. the rules. Oh, so,
3: uh, <laughs> it was my <laughs>
1: sorry, Well, we, we've learned from the best, Trisha, and we make our own rules. <laughs> so um, anyway, so Anna was a widow in the temple at the time where our Lord was being presented, and Simeon. Um, you know, presented the the child Jesus in the temple. And then afterwards, Anna, the prophetess, came out and was proclaiming the praises of the God of Israel when seeing our Lord in the flesh. And, you know, it talked about how after... Her husband passed away. She devoted herself to prayer. Mm-hmm. Every, every day she would go to the temple. Yeah, oh, every and day she
2: sh- told Our Mary who presented Jesus that mm. her heart would be pierced with a sword.
1: No, that was Simeon. That was Simeon. Oh, Simeon. Then
2: Kayla was right. Yes! <laughs> yes! Uh, yes.
1: What? But
2: yes. But.
1: Okay, fine. But we'll find that we both get a point. (laughs) Okay, okay. Now we both get a point. (laughs) I didn't disagree with you before.
2: (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) Wait, but was Simeon older? Yeah, Yeah. Simeon was still
1: older. Uh, Anyways, back to the point is that there's like
0: such a beautiful prayer. The the,
1: um, Lord now let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. fulfilled. Um, For (laughs) my yep. Yep, and it's it it is beautiful because their eyes have seen. You know, different things come to light. I mean, grandparents have seen. Two or three generations after
0: them. Yeah, and he says, "Like my eyes have seen it, you know, the glory of the Lord." Mm-hmm. And so it's a, um, you know, that's it's something really beautiful too. That it's not just that they've seen things in their life, but that they've seen it. If you know, for faithful elderly people, they've seen it in the light of or in light of our Lord's grace. And so like from that lens of our Lord's grace, and that's a beautiful perspective to have.
1: And they can kind of see that the whole picture as it were instead of, because it's very, very common for us to just see, you know, just one part of the picture mm-hmm. um you know uh you're listening to a live for more on saint gabriel radio i'm father nick venturi uh, and i'm joined in the studio by kayla walton trisha Casson, and joel yarmish and we're talking about you know the joys of having those who are older than us you know to be able to share their wisdom with us and being able to experience their love and you know all, i was just making the point where all too often if we have our nose too close to life, we we can kind of miss the perspective, and the reason why I use this analogy is because well, I've been watching a lot of Bob Ross lately. It's very relaxing, you know, oh, happy trees painting. It's, it's it's very relaxing. You and
0: are hilarious.
1: I know it's great. No, I'm not, I'm not actually. Wait, how rest. do
2: you even watch it? Like you find it on TV? Yeah, and?
1: it's it's streaming. you I know, guess that's Amazon. what I do
2: with Planet Earth.
0: Yeah, I watch Planet Earth, so, and it is the most relaxing.
1: Thing. it's just relax. Anyways. But, you know, you start in the corner of a painting, and you know, just color splotches, and you can't see the entire picture. Mm. But with age, they're able to take a step back and see the Father, whole landscape.
0: Father Stosh calls that a Monet moment. Where, like, if a you Monet get, moment. Yep, if okay. you get too close to Monet's, you can't see what they are. They're really mm-hmm. blotchy and hard to see. But if you take a step back, then you can see the whole picture and, like, really what it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. So... Gotta love that money moment. No. With Maybe Barbara. we
2: can all talk about like our favorite, one of our or a couple of our favorite memories we have through encountering people who are older than us. May Father I start. Ventura, you may start.
1: Okay, so I, I make the rules. Oh, great. Oh, okay, my, my my favorite moment. Um, I've already kind I kind of hinted at it earlier in the show. Is that my great grandmother lived to be 103 years old, which is uh, you know a beautiful thing. And actually, six months before um, she died. Um, I had just gotten back from San Antonio working on my Spanish, and so that side of my family is actually from Cuba, so she had been losing her English, but was still fully conversant in Spanish. She could understand some English, but she couldn't respond very well, and so I had the wonderful opportunity to, you know, sit down with her and just ask her, hey, your life, what what was it like? Apparently, she owned horses, she was a typist, um, she ran plantations in Cuba, like, She was, I've always just seen my grandmother as this quiet lady, but when she was younger, she had all this Mm -hmm. stuff going on and learning about, she kind of helped start a school for typists in Cuba to help teach young women how to, you know, be able to get a job because there were a lot of single mothers and, you know, just working with that and just learning all this fun stuff, learning that experience. So that was my favorite moment just to like get a glimpse into, you know, the child, childhood of my great-grandmother who basically went through um you know the the uh, technological revolution and she also told me stories about the revolution in cuba but i I really don't want to go into those details (laughs) very much
3: (laughs) so So, yeah uh, um joel yeah interesting interesting to piggyback off of that um you know i had a similar experience with my grandparents you know um growing up my grandparents were like a second set of parents to me i mean they were just like you know they were my babysitters i I spend my whole summer with them all that good stuff and you don't really i know it sounds weird you don't see them as as like people who were ever young i just <laughs> to, to me they were they were the older voice of reason they were the uh firm hand to the gentle hand of my parents and they were always um you know they were they were the strict grandparents but um we got older um over a breakfast we just kind of um my brothers and i just kind of got to pick their brain and learn about I don't want to say their human side, but like the, the, the side of them when they were younger and I, and I actually asked questions about them and learned so much about them and, and saw them in, in a whole new light. And, um, no, I'm just very thankful cause my, my grandfather eventually did pass away, but I'm, I'm just super thankful that we got that opportunity to, to sort of, um, dig up below the surface level of just mm-hmm. the everyday brush your teeth, comb your hair, go to school type conversations that we had. Um, and I think uh, I think it was it was good for him, and it was good for uh, definitely good for us. So um, just really thankful we got that opportunity.
2: Yeah. Uh. Two. Well, one memory is kind of facetious. Okay. Well, that means true. It just means funny.
3: Uh, uh, facetious
2: uh, means sarcastic. Just sarcastic. Anyway, so
1: so true tr- tr- <laughs> but funny. My okay. Continue. My is
2: off this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I I had a great grandma, and I was probably like five, and she was living in a nursing home, and she had Alzheimer's. And my, me and my four siblings went with my parents to visit her, and um, I was sitting on her lap, and she looked at me, and she said, you are going to grow up to be such a fine young man one day. <laughs> oh, whoops. And, and my siblings like still tease me about it.
1: Oh. I know.
2: I was oh. devastated. But my happy memory is um, one time when I was 20, I think I was 20, me and one of my best friends took the month of December we were off for Christmas break to backpack Ireland and so we just went around the country of Ireland and um, one night we were staying in a hotel and there was like a party going on and you know like how hotels have like ballrooms Mm -hmm. and so we're like let's go see what's going on so we walked down and it was this room filled with these Irish women and it was the Irish Dublin's Widows Club. So it was the Widows of Ireland. Uh And um, we danced the whole night with these women. And they were, like, so full of life and joyful and, like, giving us all this advice as we, like, you know, pursue and look for our husbands and... I mean, it's still to this day one of my happiest, most like joyful nights ever. Dancing with the Dublin Widows. What, what Irish kind of advice?
3: <laughs> what, what kind of advice do they give you? Well,
2: that is between me and the Dublin Widow.
3: Okay.
1: Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Very clear. She <laughs> received good advice. <laughs> Kayla, what's your favorite memory?
0: Um. Okay. So uh, there are so many, and um, I would. Uh, so when we were in high school, Trisha and I would go to um, Landfair, mm-hmm. this nursing home in Lancaster. And um there was this woman named Jean there and uh, we it was actually by a total fluke that we met her I mean not a fluke but just very um happens chance that we met her we were originally with her um sister mm-hmm. who had alzheimers and we were with her um and she ended up passing and Jean was also at this nursing home so we started visiting her and um she was never married or I'm sorry she was married but never had any children and um you know we we heard it, so many wonderful things about her husband and how loving he was. We got um, to read
2: his love letters that he wrote the her. Story oh, shy. oh. my favorite
0: memory.
1: Oh. Oh. Well,
0: then I'll let okay. you describe it. Okay. <laughs> so, Trisha, that my favorite memory
1: <laughs>
0: that Trisha just told everyone <laughs> um, <laughs> was: we were we went to visit her one day, and um, she brought out this box, and on this she opened up this box, and they were very very old letters. That her husband had written her when they uh, when they were recently married, and the intricacy and in these letters will could bring me to tears. Oh my gosh! I mean, yeah. he would like write um, in different patterns. He was at war, and-, and he would he was sending the letters to her.
1: Is, uh, keep on stealing the. <laughs> we're
0: well, like, getting these like good details. No, she was- Go for it, Trish. <laughs> it's
1: all you.
2: Oh. But the,
0: the bottom line is that. Um, you know when they, when he was away, when he was at war, he would write her these letters, and they were beautiful, and they were heartfelt, and they were just—you could just tell that they took so much time mm-hmm. to write. Um, but what was even more beautiful is that she shared them with us. You know, she yeah. didn't have any children, so it was almost like we were her daughters, and she, she was still share- like tearing up when she read
3: them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Trisha, that's a really good story. Thank, thank you. For sharing that.
0: <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Trisha, for sharing
2: the story.
3: <laughs> you, and, know.
2: you know, what? she lived until she was a hundred. She recently passed away, but she was a school teacher and. Her students would visit her and visit her and visit oh. her. And Every visit time we were her. there, there would so be. So she, a she never had, had any children, but she had so, so many children. So many children. No. You know, yeah. you know yeah. and
1: we've kind of talked about like the joys of, you know, experiencing <laughs> those who are older than us and sh- sharing in their wisdom and love. But at this time, we unfortunately have to close. So, Kayla, would you like to close us in prayer? Sure. All right.
0: All right. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, we thank you so much for the gift of your love. And for the gift of your grace, Lord, we thank you especially for the gift of the love that you have shown us through older people. Lord, we ask that you please help us to never forget their their value and their true beauty. Lord, we pray that you may just open up doors for us to visit those who are older and truly um, embrace their company and show them your love. Amen. 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 In the pray- Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Thank you for joining us. Until next time, God bless you.
0: Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com.
1: Then